welcome to another episode of the Divorced Assholes. Yo. Today we are talking about the Civil War. Woo! So we're still back in time. Mm-hmm. This was, wait, Civil War, that was way before Titanic, right? Okay. So yeah, we're going back in time. <laughs> Even further. Even further to cover America, one of America's earliest wars. This is we'll have to do the Revolution. I was saying that, remember? Shit, we probably should have done that first. You know what? <sighs> but we're assholes. So we don't do it doesn't matter. in a perfect time. Yeah, it don't matter. Okay, take it away. All right, guys. So I did quite a deep dive. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about are the statistics from the Civil War. And I got this from facinghistory.org if you want to check my work. Um, I would. You, I sh- you should. You should definitely check everything I'm telling you. But let's just put this into context. So this Civil War happened, it started in 1860. So we're back in time in 1860. Now, to just kind of give you an idea of the percentage of American people that died throughout the whole war, and it lasted about four years. That was <laughs> it? Yeah. Well, it's only four years? Mm-hmm. Why does it always seem that wars are like decades long? I don't know, we weren't even alive. <laughs> no, I mean, like, World War II. Like, whenever you think about it, it's like so much happened in such a small amount of time. You just think it was like a 20-year war. Yeah, so much information. But what was it, from 1939 to 45? Six years? Yeah. Ish? Yeah. That's crazy. But yeah, like, so much happened and so many people are involved that it feels like it was just this devastatingly long thing. It's literally so much that happened that it'd take you a lifetime to go through it. Yeah, and like you can watch documentaries every day and still learn something new. Um, but anyways, that's a, that's a good point. So the approximate percentage of the Amer- American population that died during the Civil War was 2.5. 2.5 of the entire American population died. Um, 2.5%? Two po- yeah, sorry, 2.5%. Yeah, just all you 5. said was 2.5. <laughs> like, what? 2.5 people died. <laughs> it's a big deal. Gettysburg uh, was bullshit. It was not the bloodiest. <laughs> Only one and a half person died there. <laughs> that was half a person died. <laughs> you lose half your body. <laughs> I'm half dead. <laughs> um, so, but going back into that, like, that's just devastating. Um... But it doesn't seem like a lot. But exactly. But we're going to put that more into context for you. So the total number of deaths from the Civil War was 750,000 people. And so that equates to, and they broke this down for us, to 504 deaths per day during the Civil War. 504 people dying every day. Now, the number of Americans lost, if it's a 2.5%, that means Seven million people died, and th- so like the number we talked about, where it was wait, the, what was the population at the time? Of seven the- million. Sorry, I worded that really weird. Yeah. So the population of the U.S. was seven million, and that would mean if it was two percent. Um, sorry, if it was two percent, it would be seven hundred and fifty thousand. So does that put it into? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. Um, so, but this is something I talked to Adam about just before we started. So, one of the most um, overlooked aspect of the Civil War was how how 
outnumbered the Southerners were to the Northerners. I didn't even know this. Um, and I've been studying this and reading about it for years. Fascinated by it. Anyways, there were over 2 million um, union office, uh, union people mobilized. With And in contrast to that, there were only 80... 880,000 Southerners mobilized for the Confederacy. So, I mean, like, it's just, it was devastating on both sides, of course, but you have to take into account, like... The Union was the government. They had the majority of the soldiers. Yes. The majority of the army. So, it was going to be an easy fight. Yes. Should have been an easy fight. Now, let's go over just a couple more... Because the South was just militia, right? Like, it was literally an army going up against a militia. Yeah, it was like, and we'll get into that too, um, but Adam's right, like, it was a majority of the Senate were Union Northerners, so when the South broke off and they're like, fuck you guys, they didn't have as many, and we're gonna get into why, actually, Adam's gonna read about that, why the Union was so... Um, much more prepared and why the odds were stacked more in the Union's favor, favor rather than the Southern, the South. Was I talking to you about this? I was talking to someone about this, about them trying to do a civil war now. And like, <laughs> the same thing would happen. Although it'd be much worse. Back then, they were equal. They like both had cannons. They both had muskets. <laughs> and it was pretty pretty equal. Like yeah. nobody had tanks, nobody had uh, drones. Like it was a pretty even battlefield, minus the big no- difference in numbers. Yeah. Now there'd be a huge difference in numbers. Plus they have tanks, they have battleships, they have all kinds of shit. Like you'd be fucked. <laughs> There's no way that that's gonna work. If even if it's your hillbilly uncle who's got a million guns and maybe has. Maybe he has a tank. Maybe he does. I'm just picturing like a bunch of Tiger Kings coming out of the woodworks and being like, I got you. I got my gators too. And they're just like coming after like New Yorkers and like their trench coats. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it would just be ridiculous. Plus, um, what they would do is just infiltrate with like eight, like sleeper agents, not sleeper agents. But like FBI agents or something and take you down from the inside. Yeah, that's a good point. So, don't try it. Yeah, guys, it's not worth it. Talking to you, Texas. <laughs> don't start this shit again. <laughs> just keep it together, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so there's just a couple more um, statistics I just really want to go over really fast. So, um, Number of enslaved persons in the United States in 1860. So, again, the war started in 1860. There were 4 million slaves in the U.S. Just just out of 7 million people in America, 4 million of them were enslaved. So just keep that in mind. So, wait, there was 3 million real people, or um, people, and then 4 million slaves? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Why didn't they revolt? There were actually a lot of revolts. Um, were there? There were. Clearly didn't work. No. But that's something we can get into in another episode if you want. It, it, a lot of it was... Um, so, like, if 
given the fact that, like, so let's say that the slaves revolted and they overthrew their white captors, but where would they go? Like, they couldn't get jobs. Take over the land. They could, but then also... Like, they outnumbered us, so just like, all right, well, (laughs) this is ours now. They totally Like we did to the Indians. Yeah, they totally (laughs) should have. And now looking at these numbers, which I had never seen these numbers before. Like, that blew my mind. But then you also have to keep in account, too, that for, uh, for those four million enslaved persons, a lot of them were elderly, kids, not... Numb. Did they just kill those off? Well, I mean, they, they didn't want to kill off their slaves because that was income. If you had a slave, that was worth a lot of money. Like, that was your income. You made them work for you. Um, yeah, so there's lots of factors, but Adam has a really good point. If only they hadn't been in such a mind... I mean, like, it's it's generations at this point where they're being told you can never have a job outside of this. You can't, they're cattle. Yeah. You can't own land. You can't do anything. If you leave and escape, it's going to be ten times worse for you. And, like, there's so many stories of people who escaped and, of course, lived, but so many people who were a part of these revolts weren't just, like, thrown in jail. Like, they were murdered, lynched, horrible things. Um, but anyways, now that we've kind of gone over... What... This is more about the war, not so much... Yeah. I don't think we should talk too much about slavery, because yeah. we're very white. We're very white. So we are part of the problem. Yes, we are. And <laughs> we do not condone this. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Colleen. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay. Let's get into a little bit more about the Civil War. So I went on to the nationalarchives.gov. So this is straight from our government. Um, so altogether, Union plus the Confederacy, like those numbers we gave you, that equals 2.8 million men who served in both Union and Confederate sides. Wait, that doesn't add up. I thought you said it was 2.2 million. No, union. so 2.8 million altogether. Yeah, but I thought you said 2.2 million union. No, seven. 2 million, and then it was 850,000. So they're just rounding the numbers. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, but, okay, so... So 2.85 right, total. Right. Which is a buttload of people. And how many <clears> died? You said 750,000? Yeah. So almost the entire Union, or the uh, Confederate. Was it mostly Confederate? I think I have that on here. (laughs) See, if that happened nowadays, it'd be like that. Like, all the Confederate would die. That would be the main casualty. Okay, so the number of Civil War Union corpses found in the South through through a federal reinterment? Anyways, whatever was over 100,000 troops. What? Okay. Like, okay. Then it was 650,000 Confederate? Uh, That would mean... Yeah, so it was almost entirely the Confederate who lost the majority of... or made up the majority of the casualties. So, okay, this says that... um, yeah, 100 and, well, over 100,000 Union soldiers died in battle, with 67,000 killed in action, 
47 or 43,000 um, MW. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Um, 224,000 died of disease. 2,000 were wounded. And one army, one army commander and three corp commanders. And then a bunch of other division div the brigadier brigadier general thank you um were killed in the union army so but i didn't really look up the south numbers yet really well because we're going in this is just the union side yeah so i don't really know about... that's okay we'll look it up okay. in the next one all right so let's go back to this so okay picture this it is, okay, we'll start at 4.30 a.m. on April 12, 1861. Confederate troops fired Jesus. on Fort Sumter. Um, so this is in South Carolina. Um, then less than 34 hours later, um, war broke out, an all-out war. So then let's skip ahead. So that's April. Now in November, um, oh, I'm sorry, let's go back. I'm sorry, guys. Don't look forward, look back. So we're going back to 1860. So in an election that brought the new Republican Party to national power, Abraham Lincoln was elected president by a strictly Northern vote. Four days later, on November 10th, Senator James Chestnut resigned his Senate seat and returned home to South Carolina to draft an ordinance of succession. One day later, South Carolina's James Ham and also, had also pledged support to the Confederacy. And this is a quote from him. With all the strength I have, yeah. Uh, That's a good quote. Sorry, in the wake of the, these dramatic events, the Senate convened the second session of the 36th Congress on December 3rd, 1860. Vice President John Breckinridge presided as a Senate chaplain and this is his benediction. Hear our petitions and send us an answer of peace, he prayed. May all bitterness and wrath be put away, and may senators deliberate, not as partisans, but as brethren and patriots, seeking the honest welfare of the whole country. Hear us and heal our land. The clerk then called the roll, and the sudden, 10 of the southern senators failed to answer, meaning they were leaving the union. So, pretty dramatic. Um, so, the succession crisis grew with each passing... Wait, he, he gave that speech and then they just left? No, so they were sitting there. He's like, yo, the, like he's a chaplain, he's praying. He's like, please, let's just try to look at this as for the good of the country. Then they go to roll and they're like calling, like, a senator such and such here. They didn't say anything because they considered themselves... They're just new phone who does. Yeah. Literally, but to the chaplain's face, they probably are staring at him in a corner, like, "What you gonna do, bitch?" Yep, they did not give a fuck. Um, but on with the succession. So this grew, the the crisis grew with each passing week, forcing the Senate to deal with vacant seats and diminishing quorums. When Mississippi voted to succeed in January 9th, Senator Jefferson Davis issued a warning, quote. If you desire at this last moment to avert civil war, so be it. He told his colleagues, if you will not have it thus, a war is, is to be inaugurated, the like of which men have not seen. Close quote. Six more senators were gone by the end of January, and three others left in February. Eventually, 25 
of the Senate's 66 members left to support the Confederate cause. Even Vice President Breckinridge walked out. So, the, well, and then Kentucky remained loyal to the Union. So that's, that's important to know. That's surprising. I mean, I'm just picturing them all drunk and be like, I don't care what happens. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> they seem mad for no reason. Um, <laughs> They're just hungover. Just, uh, what's going on? We don't want to deal with this. Okay, so now we're moving on to... So I guess what how I want to kind of segue into this, um, and I'm going to have you read in just a minute. Um, so when it comes to the Civil War, and, you know, you always hear about, like, you know, brother fighting against brother, father fighting against son. Um, basically, you could pick and choose where what, um, what side you wanted to fight for. But, like Adam said before, and as we illustrated with talking about how the Senate broke down, um, there was just so much more manpower in the in the Union, and the people that were leaving and wanting to continue this um, cotton trade and this the slavery machine, um, you know, it was like they were they were coming to a, a precipice, like they had to make a choice. Okay, so if you want to stop slavery, then that means you hate America because this is what we built our country on. And we're going to get into a little bit more of the statistics, but like, I think the common theme here was, well, it's worked this, it's worked so good for us this far. Why stop slavery now? Like it's un-American. See, they were doing it because they're going to lose like their livelihood and change up everything. Why are they wanting to do it now? What? what are because we... Trump didn't become president or something? Oh, the Civil War now? Yeah. I kind of stay out of politics. It seems so mundane. <laughs> like, oh my god, my Starbucks coffee is $2 more. <laughs> Going to war. <laughs> well, I am pro-gun, and I am very much... Well, okay, not very much. I'm anti-government in everything, but... I would never try to go to war with them. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? All the resources they have? Heck no. I mean, even if they took away my job, I'd be more like, cool. <laughs> All right. Gonna mm -hmm. find another one. <laughs> don't kill me. <laughs> Just don't kill me. Oh, my God. I mean, probably makes me sound like a coward, but hey, I'm alive. <laughs> I think the people that really get into this, like, oh, we need another civil war. There's just so much of a divide. And it reminds me of the civil war between, you know, the liberals and the conservatives. It's just, there's so much of a divide, not only in, like, morals, but also in how you, you know, you talk about you're all for guns and stuff. If you are um, in a room with a liberal and a conservative, most often, what are the hot topics? Guns? Abortion, and what's another one? Think. Jesus. <laughs> yes, that's so true. Religion. So true. And here, this is another thing. Which, which? we are pro-guns, Yes. pro-abortion, Yes. and we hate Jesus. <laughs> so we're like right in the middle. Wait, should that be on our flag? Should we make a flag? Yeah, we'll make a flag. <laughs> 
That's a horrible plan. Um, but, you know, now that you talk about religion, let, let's talk about that a little bit. So a lot of people, um, well, a lot of slaves were made to believe, and a lot of the Christian slaveholders believe this as well, that it was their Christian duty to give the slaves something to do. And that well, yeah. We were saving Slavery's themselves. big in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And Jesus never, ever said anything to con- or to go against that. Like, even with the Bible 2.0. <laughs> the Bible 2.0? The New Testament. Oh, I've never heard that. <laughs> it's not. They did <laughs> say, like, hey, uh, slavery was really bad. Let's not do that anymore. I'm God. It was, yeah. It was just, uh, oh, Jesus said, direct quote, uh, obey your slave master or whatever. Like, he just doubled down. Like, yeah, shut up. Be a good slave. <laughs> well, yeah, think about it. Like, the Hebrews were enslaved by the Egyptians for, what was that, like 40 years? <laughs> it was a long time. It was a long-ass time. It was like hundreds of years. Yeah. But, see, the thing <laughs> that, and so when I was in college, actually. Slaves, obey your master. That's what it was. Um, when I was in college, I remember we I took a, a whole class on the Civil War, and I had to write a paper from the viewpoint of a slave, and they gave me her, uh, an actual slave's name, and she had actually written a book. Jesus. Did they, like, put you in a cage and, like, whip you? Me? Yeah. No, no, no. I just read up on her. She was, like, my Wouldn't project. that be so much cooler? Like, okay, you're going to be at this slave for a day. <laughs> now, to understand how it's going to go, we're going to put you in this cage. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I wouldn't do that, but it's a good idea for somebody else. It really would show how it was. You know, that might bring a lot of people together. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think anything's going to bring us together. Actually, the more I get on social media, the more I'm I totally agree with that. Like people are just so angry. And dumb. And dumb. And they want to be mad and fight about stuff that they usually don't know anything about. It's usually people who, they, they like, maybe read a post on Facebook or watched one segment on the news, and they're like, I know everything now, and I'm going to school you. And we're all just like, what? School some what? Anyways, um, Adam, would you like to read? Oh, uh, from the top? Yeah. Uh, Civil War began in 1861, ended uh, with the Confederate uh, surrender in 1865. Let's talk about the main causes of the war. The American and North, the American North and South, differed greatly on economic issues. The war was about slavery, but primarily about its economic uh, consequences. The northern elite wanted economic expansion that would change the southern slaveholding way of life. The Civil War uh, profoundly shaped the United States as we know it. Today, nevertheless, the war remains one of the most misunderstood events in American history. Uh, the, the North during the Civil War had fewer devastating effects on the North than the South, simply because most of the combat of the Civil War occurred on the South in Southern soil, which is what I was talking about. Most yep. of them died. Yep. 
And that's exactly what would happen now. Like, they would just go over to Texas or wherever they're trying to start this shit and just bomb the shit out of them. <laughs> Why did you go to Texas? I don't know. It's a good analogy. It's so It, funny. like, brings it to nowadays. Well, you know, Texas, they did try to leave recently, didn't they? I don't know. I heard something about that recently. Probably. But fuck this Joe Biden Trump shit. I'm out. And then there's California that just does their pussy ass shit. I feel like if there was a civil war, they'd be like, we don't want any part of it. Yeah, they're like, we surrender, we even surrender. if they're not being threatened. They're like, come on. <laughs> we need your support. No, no. Botox appointment. Okay, from time to time, Confederate cavalry uh, raided into the North to bring the war home to Northerners. And they hoped to influence Northern morale and support for the war. Southern supporters living in the North, or border gates, um, border gate states, sometimes fought deadly uh, guerrilla warfare or simply bushwhacked people. They considered enemies in those regions. Is that really what it said? Bushwhacked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh about this. This is horrible. <laughs> they straight up did drive-bys in the inner cities. <laughs> Popped a cap in some asses. They're all riding by on their horses real low. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. I don't know why that's funny either. It's <laughs> okay um okay yeah. on the other hand union unit unionists and the border states often mistreated confederate sympathizers who lived among them the war affected the northern economy both positively and negatively the changed the course of many women Oh, God. Now we're going to get into it. No, I actually decided not to do that. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> good job. That's Thank smart. you. I know. I'm so smart. Okay. Now we have a few simple reasons the Union won the Civil War. One, manufacturing capacity. Duh. <laughs> the Industrial Revolution Duh. in the United States War in full swing at the time of the Civil War and much of the growing industrial strength was firmly in the North. Yeah, what are they building in the South? More plantations. Yeah. It just seems dumb the more we go into this. I bet the next episode is going to be way dumber. Well, no offense <laughs> to you Southerners, but it's going to be a shit show. <laughs> just like it would be today. <laughs> yes. Okay, economics. Very closely related to the industrial output is what the South could trade for those necessary war goods. When all is well, the South, the South's cotton-based economy was becoming was booming due to worldwide demand for the crop. <laughs> the crap. For that crap. <laughs> <laughs> the trouble was that the pollution dense uh, population density in the South was so low that much of the wealth of the United States and the banks that go along with that money were overwhelmingly located in the North. So they had the money, the manufacturing, um, and the people. And the people. When it came to the time to raise the money needed to fight a war, it was especially difficult for the South. Le um, levying taxes on a small population didn't raise the money necessary to fund the Confederate Army. 
and for other uh, counties. Investing in a county country that may exist in country that may not exist. I think you just wrote <laughs> in time for that investment uh, to yield a return in a, its risky venture. And tariffs on the imported goods only worked if those goods make it to market. So basically, they were trying to tax the very small population, and it wasn't nearly enough. And the union was just popping out money mm. left and right because they like have babies. all the money. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, naval strength. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. I didn't even think they... That, oh, okay. I guess old, old boats... And shit. Okay, I didn't even think about that. Old boats and did, shit. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, they could cut off their supply. Yeah. That's the big thing. I didn't yeah. even think about that. I didn't think about that either. Uh, so this is a big one. Although the Confederacy saw some success at sea, the Confederate Navy was largely outgunned by the Union Navy. One of the first things the Unions did was implement a naval blockade of southern ports to keep supplies from getting to the Confederate Army. While keeping that valuable southern cotton um, from making it to foreign ports, the South's import-slash-export capacity fell as much as 80% during the war. Fuck. So, <laughs> this is getting worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what would they do now? That's the equivalent. Like, ban all the airports? They Stop Amazon? Well, that would be with the airports. Yeah. Because I don't even know if anybody uses, like... I don't think we They would just block the road so trucks can go through. Yeah. And then do the same thing, a blockade. And yeah, they'd be totally cut off. They'd be fucked. If they tried this shit again, it really would not go well. That would be crazy. Yeah. And just to reiterate, reiterate... We're not on the government side here. No. No. <laughs> We're just saying the way they went about it was real stupid. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, did you want to do ground transportation? You can read it. I mean, did you want it? Yes. Okay. Ground transportation. The North's uh, industrialization required means of transport for the manufactured goods, and that meant a heavy investment in the fastest means of overland. Uh, commercial transport available at the time. You need to put periods and stuff, because this is these are like really long sentences. That's how my brain works out. <laughs> I don't know where to stop or to pause. Like, I keep on thinking, oh, this is the end. And then, like, nope, there's another sentence. I'm so sorry. Okay. It's the ramblings of a lunatic. It really is. Why do you have me reading this? I'm normal. It's funny. <laughs> Okay. Railroads northern states created significant rail networks to connect manufacturing centers in a major cities while the south's cotton-based econo economy mainly relied on connecting plantations to major ports for export el export elsewhere. So that'd be the same or similar. Well, I guess we still use trains, so they do the same thing there. The only big difference would be flight and truck, really. Stop them truckers. Oh, and 
that's it. Okay. So, yeah, I, I guess what I really wanted to get across, and this is something that I didn't know, was just how outgunned the South was. You know, like, when you think about the Civil War, and I guess from the movies you grow up with, and, like, documentaries, they kind of paint a picture that is very different from how it really was. But at the same time... I'm trying to think of a Civil War movie. Oh, that's not a Mel Gibson one. That's Revolutionary War. Yeah, that's uh, The Patriot. Great movie. Are there any... I don't know why. I was was thinking about that when we first started this. We can tie that into the Revolutionary War somehow. No, we will. We will. If we do a Revolutionary War, we're definitely talking about The Patriot. We just watched that on the 4th of July, remember? Yeah, we did. It was so good. Such a good movie. Mel Gibson is so cool. That is... He's bad shit insane in real life, though. But you know, you have to be a little bit crazy to be that good of an actor, is my opinion. A little. Mm-hmm. I said he's bat shit insane. <laughs> but he's a lot crazy. He's past a little crazy. Like, uh, The Passion? Like, that was his movie? Jesus Christ. Well, I didn't get with that movie was why the snake kept talking. The snake? I guess it wasn't the snake. It was like the snake and then he appeared as Satan. So like he'd be like slithering around and all of a sudden he's like, yo, hey, what's up? It didn't make any sense. Oh my god, it's been so long since I've seen this. Yeah. I don't even remember a snake at all. Or Satan. Was he really in it? Yeah. Oh. He comes up and he's talking and stuff. But it didn't really make sense. Like he just, I remember where I was watching, like, who the fuck is this bitch? Because they don't really like tell you. You kind of have to just like, oh, that must be Satan. Okay. Why is he there? What, what is he? Oh. Or it's a magician. <laughs> He's just like, I'm here. Sup, guys. I'm just gonna, like, make my way into the storyline. And y'all, they're gonna think I'm Satan. Okay, whatever. Anyways. He could have been a witch. Oh, yeah, anyway. Um, What's a good Civil War movie? Of course, you probably don't remember this. But the first Civil oh, War Oh, Gettysburg. Gettysburg. I've never seen it. I haven't seen that in a long time, but I know it's a good one. Who's in it? I know there's a lot of big actors. Okay, I'm looking at it right now. You've seen it. I have? It's one that we would have watched when we were younger. I'm looking at it right now. But I was going to I know Mom had it. She was up. Oh, Martin Sheen. I've never seen this, Adam. 1993. I'm sure you have. Okay, we're going to have to watch this. We okay. probably should have watched it before we started. <laughs> but wait, we have another episode coming. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I'm assuming we'll cover Gettysburg and the Confederacy, right? Yeah, so I was thinking about... Are we going to put all the wars? Well, I was going to talk to you about that, too, because aside from the battles being in of themselves, so so much information, like you talked about, like just in the, you know, the four years, so much happened. If we wanted to talk about the battles, we could break down like the deadliest battles. And you talked about maybe talking about haunted battlegrounds. That could be a whole other thing. And then another thing we could talk about too are like the generals and the main players, aside from Abraham Lincoln, who were in the had their fingers in the cookie jar. Shit. So next episode is going to be big. Yeah. Okay. This is more of a introduction. Introduction. Yeah. A dip. Dip in the pool. Yeah, just because there's so much. And, like, even just doing my research now. And the union's boring. Yeah. <laughs> so we did the yeah. boring one first. Yeah. The Confederacy is where it's going to get interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be three times as long. <laughs> but, oh, as I was saying before, too, 
The only movie I really remember about the Civil War growing up was Gone with the Wind. Do you remember that one? That was... Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, the frankly, dear, I don't give a damn. Yeah. Which, yeah, they made us watch that in high school. Did you like it? No. Really? It was boring as fuck. Okay, yeah. They didn't show any real stuff about the Civil War. No, it was it's just this dumb bitch that's running around trying to be rich or something. I don't... Wait, stop. I need that to be, like, on the bio for this movie, like, on Wikipedia, everything. Some bitch running around trying to be rich during a world crisis. Yeah, it was all about her, 24-7. I don't blame the guy for smacking her. That was probably the best part of the movie. When he slapped her? Yeah. I was like, yeah! <laughs> finally! All the other students were like, oh, and I was like, yeah! For yeah. the match, and finally. Yeah. But, um... I'm sad she didn't die at the end. Well, if you think about it, she should have. Because in the movie... They go over, so like she's in the south, she's living on the plantation. Oh god, do we have to go into the movie? No, just this one part. Okay. So, like how we talked about um, the Union cut off supplies. Mm -hmm. So, Scarlett O'Hara on this plantation, they ran out of food. Is that the real name or the actor? The real name. Okay. So they ran out of food. Sounds like a stripper name. Maybe she was. Scarlett O'Hara. Maybe she stripped to like get through because all the men left. That's all. Well, then who would she strip for? That's a really good question. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, you're right. <laughs> she stripped for the chickens. <laughs> no, they didn't have chickens. Maybe for the lesbians, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Who so, couldn't be out at the time. Well, yeah, and there's no men. So I imagine they're probably, like, using what they have, and that's just a bunch of vaginas. So. What's that supposed to mean? So, <laughs> I'm just saying. Have you heard of, like, there's this. Oh my gosh, Eris! <laughs> so there's this, um, I don't know if it's like a, I don't want to call it like a rumor or stereotype of like, in England, there's a lot of segregation with schools in, but by gender. So all the girls will go off to an all-girls school, while the boys will go off to an all-boys school. Yes. And there's like this almost stereotype of when you're all one gender all together you kind of experiment but doesn't necessarily make you gay you just deal with what you got why did you go over that whole big thing yeah of course if you lock a bunch of genders in the same room they're going to start sucking each other that's all you had to say because that's disgusting i can't say that that's what happens that's college too like that's college everywhere not just uk or whatever you said Sure, you're right. I just think it's funnier coming from the UK because you hate it. Well, okay. How come Harry Potter wasn't segregated? Because it's a witch and wizard school. They're more... They're more what? Let me think of the word. They're more... Open-minded? Asexual? Maybe. No, because they all have kids. After school. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, you, know, you can see no chicks in there pregnant before graduation. That's not true. What would it There's just like a bunch of pregnant witches. It's probably a spell that they do or something like, um, I don't know. They just make them limp until they're <laughs> out of school just so that there's no uh, teen pregnancy. <laughs> 
Adam's dog is attacking me. <laughs> okay, I'll take over this next part. So, the um, what I'm trying to say here is Harry Potter is gay. Wait, no, that's not, that's not what we're saying. Eris, yes, it is what we're saying. See, this is case in point what we were talking about. You don't give her a guide dog, she's going to go after a bitch, which is me. Eris. What? Yeah, she's going lesbian because she doesn't have a boy dog, so she's going with what she's got. She's going over after the weaker person in the room. <laughs> she knows she could have her way with you, so that's what's happening. That's so horrible. Eris, you don't really think that, do you? You're not going to put up a fight. She just told me that that's bullshit. Okay, now Clone's talking to dogs. Okay, anyways, back to the the story. Oh, yeah, so... In the story, um, it actually goes over that the the unit cut off um, any ways of importing anything. And back then, we had such high, um, what would you call it, need for importing, especially in the South, because they were working off plantations, not like farms. Like, I'm sure they had a few of them, but mostly we were exporting and importing in the South. So we would be exporting cotton, and then importing spices, um, sugar, all kinds of things. Uh, because, you know, m the main focus of the South was <laughs> cotton and then I can't remember. Importing spices means something totally different nowadays. Does it really? Like what is it? Importing spice? Oh, that'd be hilarious if that's what they were, like, so upset about. Just getting fucking high. <laughs> that's what I would do. They had to have had marijuana back then. Did they? They had to have. It's just a, it's just a weed. Well, they had opium. I wonder how high they would get. Like, because if I, if there was no laws against getting high, and I lived back then and I knew how to, I would just be high every day. Well, that's what opium houses were. Or opium dens. But that was straight, what, fucking heroin? How did they function if they had access to it so readily? Maybe our laws are bullshit. Well, yeah, you just, you worked and you went... To the whore house or den at the end of the night, and that's how you lived. And they turned out fine. Kind of. They all died. There was a civil war. There was. Wait, our ancestors were fine. Look at all the drugs they had. Civil war. Well, I mean, if we have one now, then there is no excuse. Very true. But anyway, sorry, we keep getting sidetracked. So they cut off any means for the South to import export, right? So in the movie Gone with the Wind, um, all the men are gone and a lot of the slaves, um, did leave to join the fight. Now picture this, all the men are gone and it's just the women and their slaves and their children left. They didn't know how to plant shit. So like they, they had like, I think they had carrots that they were trying to grow, but they didn't know how to do it. They did not know what they were doing. So they had like no food. Um, so a lot of the soldiers. So this is something that they kind of go over in um, the Patriot. So like if a Southern soldier comes to your house, you have to give them refuge. Not only that, but everything in your house is at their disposal. So they can come in, take control of your house, take all of the food and leave. And nobody can say anything because it was for a greater good. What it about Union? I think they didn't really have to do it as much as the Southerners did because the, the Union was coming down into the South. So 
They were well supplied already. They were well supplied. They didn't have to... Um, I mean, of course, it was the same thing. If a Union soldier came to a Southerner's house, they could take control of that house and just take whatever they wanted. And it happened all the time. Um, but also in Gone with the Wind, you see um, they're starving. They're not doing well. So it's, it's really important to illustrate that, too, because, like... Um, the South, once they cut off the plantations and the importing, exporting, you get down to it. What do they have to be self-sufficient? And it was nothing. They didn't have anything. Um, of course, there were farms every now and then, but their main focus were these plantations. That was their sole income. Um, and so, like, when the Civil War was raging and, every, and everything was just turning topsy-turvy, so many people were just starving. Um, so it was, it was not only a devastation in the fact that we lost a lot of men, but a lot of people didn't have something to fall back on. And so we'll come in, we'll go into that a little bit more, but it's just insane to think of one form of income being so tied into the Southern, not only way of life and the way they think, but also how they make their money. So it was just all-out fight to the death like they were so impassioned in what they were doing the confederates yeah like like we always make fun of them because they are they are fucking idiots <clears throat> they are i'm sorry but um like they in their minds they were fighting to keep the one way they knew to stay wealthy and they just didn't want to learn any other way they were so stuck in their minds See, that whole rant would have been impressive if they would have inflicted more casualties and not just been casualties. Yeah. It's almost like they shot themselves in the leg and then we're like, okay, I'm coming. I'm going to come beat you guys up. <laughs> nope, didn't work. Um, but yeah, like, I'm trying to think too of any other Civil War movies I've seen. I watched one that you would like. It has Colin Farrell. Okay, get this. He's a Union soldier, and he stumbles on this um, big, beautiful, like a plantation type of house, and it's just a bunch of white women. And um, it's a school for, like, what's it called? For, like, young ladies? So they're, like, 18s, you know, like... Wait, is this a reason? Who's Colin Farrell? You know who Colin Farrell is? That sounds familiar. He's in a lot of stuff. I'm not good with names. I'll pull him up. I don't know where my phone is. Anyways. Anyways. So, but he stumbles in there. He's, like, dying. They save his life. And then he's, like, here's some dunces in it. He's all like, hey, I love you, baby. And so they're all in the South, so they're all, like, hating him at first. And he's like, hey, I love you. Is this a porno? It could have been. And she's like, oh, but, um, I don't do that. Because he's, like, trying to get, get laid. And she's like, oh, sorry, I don't do that. So he ends up fucking one of the other students and she walks in on them. She gets so pissed off that somehow she causes his death. But it was just, nice. it was insane. Yeah. I thought, I thought you would like that one. Wait, that, that's the whole movie? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Well, there's more into it. Is there nudity? I think so. I might watch it. You don't even care about the storyline. What was the story about? N -n Irrelevant. Is there nudity? Okay. <laughs> Just watch our porno. 
Those have storylines, don't they? Yeah. Some of them. What if they had a Civil War one? I'm sure they do. But it would be like a Confederate soldier and a Union soldier. Yeah, it's probably a lot of gay. Put outside their gay differences. (laughs) (sighs) So, um, what is your... What is your summary of what we just talked about? I want to hear what your summary would be. (laughs) Confederates were fucked. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Well, yeah. I mean, in all the research I've been doing so far, like, like how we talked about before, like, oh my gosh. I had no idea that the South was just as fucked as they were. And yet they felt so passionately about their little ideals that they were willing to go to war. I'm pretty sure they had to have known how fucked they were. They had to have. There's no way. Like They had the senators in there discussing all this shit. And they're just like, peace. We don't want any of this. Well, wasn't that one of the things like the Confederates had the most seasoned soldiers or like generals and soldiers right so they thought that that would make up the difference somehow they're like hoping it's a braveheart scenario (laughs) how he had like not very many men but he still won or like the patriot yeah yeah just like the patriot that exact same thing exactly like the patriot but it didn't work out at all no and i feel like usually i like to fight for the underdog but well, they support slavery, so we yeah, can't really we do can't. that. So I don't feel bad for them at all for losing. I just think it's kind of... You know what our... What was our... Um, was it Titanic when you were talking about arrogantly... Oh, confidently incorrect. Yes. That was them. They were confidently incorrect. And it's kind of hilarious and sad at the same time. But one of my favorite things... and um, This is another little rant, but there's a show on PBS, well, it used to be a show, um, and it was about these, um, history hunters or something, like, they were historians who would track down, um, like, you get an item or something, and people would be like, I want to know the history about this, so they would track down the history and find out more about the item, Mm -hmm. um, the Civil War, how many artifacts are in the South, and how many times that occurred on the show was mind-boggling, like, they had pieces of flags, or, yeah, pieces of the Confederate flag that still had blood on them. Um, so many, like, guns from the Civil War still survive in family lines, like heirlooms being passed down. Like, so much stuff. But I've never really seen that in the no- in any northern states that we've been in. Like, the passion for their history in the South is insane. And the way they, like, cherish their little heirlooms. Wouldn't you want to think that they want to forget about that? That's what I would think. No, they are proud. We got destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's not talk about this again. There's a little bit of hush money. Yeah. It never happened. Instead, they're like, I need to talk about my history. They're the reason why it's in textbooks in school. <laughs> Everybody's like, this just makes you sound like an idiot. <laughs> but they're like, no, this is so cool, right? This is history. Yeah, this is history. Isn't this great? And everybody's like... You know this is a horrible thing to have, right? This kills a lot of people. No, and that's a... I don't know why I'm bringing this up, but that was one of the myths 
about the Civil War. Um, you know, the whole um, a virgin woman gets shot by a musket and has a kid. What? I've never heard that. You've never heard that? That's amazing to explain. Okay, so the whole thing is that uh, I want to say it's either a Union or a Confederate, so that's why I'm putting it on this episode. Um, basically, like the myth is that uh, a soldier, male soldier, gets shot in the balls with a musket. Yes. And it travels, so it hits the balls, and it travels through him and hits a woman in the uterus. And that somehow makes a baby. That's my favorite story I've ever heard. Totally false. No way that could happen. Damn it. That is so cool. <laughs> I think it was Mythbusters that tested Myth it. Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs> Can we impregnate you, Carrie? Can you just, like, pretend? <laughs> just stand here. Just shoot her. They just shoot her. <laughs> this is for science. It's fine. All right, we only have four dudes, so we got four takes of <laughs> Or, well, no, they'd have eight, because it's, I guess, one per ball. <laughs> Who would sign up for that? <laughs> hey, we need you for an episode of, of Mythbusters. Uh, we need your balls. And they're like, sure, you can use my balls. They sign up, and then they go, and they're like, oh, fuck. All right, strip down. <laughs> and Jamie with a fucking musket, and like, hold still. <laughs> Nope, too late. You sign up for this. <laughs> After he shoots. Wait, um, are you fertile? <laughs> <laughs> they ask that. Oh, that would be hilarious. Yeah, I don't know why that started as a thing. It, I Oh, wait. I bet you I know. So, um, I bet a bunch of ladies got a little frisky with some soldiers and was just trying to explain why. That's probably it. <laughs> you know what? I think so many people probably believe that, though. Like, I bet. Legitimately, they're probably like, oh, you poor thing. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that happened to you. Yeah, yeah, it was a bullet. Made me pregnant. Yeah, I got I got wounded in the line of duty. <laughs> it wasn't down at Joe's. <laughs> Joe's. <laughs> oh, hey, here's one Civil War fact that I learned years ago, and I still remember. So, prior to, world, or prior to the Civil War, shoes were made um, just like standardized like there were there was no left and right foot shoe they were all just made to fit either foot so you gotta imagine that can't be comfortable what that sounds amazing but to not have to worry about putting it on the wrong shoe yeah but it wouldn't conform to like the way your foot actually is wouldn't it be worse just good good get good socks (laughs) good socks i don't know or wear socks like, there you go. It's conformed. Yeah, so, I mean, that's how it was for so long. But um, manufacturing soldiers' boots came out to being cheaper if they were able to make a left shoe and a right shoe. Somehow that came out to be cheaper. I'm not really sure how. I can research and bring it up again. That doesn't... Why would, why would more work make it easier? Somehow it made it easier, and somehow it made sense. But maybe they're using less material. Oh, that's the only thing I could think. I'll of. look it up and we'll talk about it again in the next episode. But anyways, the Civil War is why we now have left and right shoes. Thank God. Yeah. So you have that to you have them to thank. The best thing to come out of the Civil War: left and right shoes. And the and not the abol- abolishment of slavery. Oh, that's number two. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I don't remember much about <clears throat> World War II. <laughs> Civil <laughs> War. Um, just that Gettysburg. This is one I want you to look up. Okay. They claim that Gettysburg is still the bloodiest blood bloodiest war battle or battle whatever in history like that's a claim i don't know if it's u.s history that would make sense but i want to say they say in history i could be wrong we'll do a whole episode and just that doesn't make any fucking sense with how many people actually died at gettysburg versus other battlegrounds but you do hear about Gettysburg a lot. like Yeah. So there has to be something to that. That'll probably have to be its own episode. Also because of the hauntings you have to look up. Yeah, that'll probably be a three-part. Yes. But, oh, and also the Gettysburg Address happened there. Nobody fucking cares. <laughs> We're going to skip that. I can memorize the Gettysburg Address and then recite it if you want. No. Okay. Why, why would anybody want that? Because it's cool. That's so boring. <laughs> Four score and... Seven years ago, that's all I remember. Yeah, I, re- I remember they made us try and memorize that in, like, what? Middle school? Grade school? Middle school? I, so, so. I don't know. And I only got that far. It's just And like, I just bullshitted the rest of it. It's something, all of the wording. Something about slaves. War is bad. <laughs> and he leaves with his two peace signs. F. I got an F. <laughs> Adam Hildebrandt. Could you please take us through the Gettysburg Address? Uh, slavery's bad. Uh. Lincoln said it. <laughs> Pretty sure. Yes. Was it? Yeah. Lincoln. Yeah, it was Lincoln. <laughs> Get the wrong president. It was George W. Bush, right? <laughs> you know what? Who gave the Gettysburg Address? <laughs> I'm sure he gave it at some point in his life, right? Yeah. Maybe. I feel like if you're a president and don't, Trying to learn one of the speeches from an iconic time in the past. Can you really be called the president? Oh my god, if I was president, I wouldn't. I'd be like, that's old shit. Why the <laughs> fuck do I have to go over that? I'm trying to make new memories. Like, I'm trying to come up with my own quotes. Okay, imagine you're president right now. What would your first quote be? Fuck this shit. <laughs> Instead of make America great again or something. That'd be uh, my tagline. Fuck, fuck this, this shit. shit. <laughs> No, it'd be perfect because I could either it'd either be fuck this shit, we're gonna clean it up, or fuck this shit, I'm out. <laughs> That's perfect. Like you could really use that to it your It could be advantage. either way. Yeah. And then you could definitely build many speeches off of that. Oh yeah. And just start stuff. everything by fuck this shit. Fuck Detroit. <laughs> we're bombing it. <laughs> Clearing it all out. And everyone's like, okay. <laughs> this is gonna be a new city called Gotham. Gotham. Yes. <laughs> I love it. We're going to create Gotham. In Detroit. That's where it's like based off of, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That would be so cool. Okay, that would be my first point as a president to do. Like, okay, we're clearing out Detroit. This is now, this is now new Gotham. And we're appointing a single man as the commissioner. commissioner. And he has to be Gordon. His name has to be Gordon. If it isn't, we're going to change his name. And we're going to hire an eccentric billionaire to run around the streets and fight crime. Who would we hire? Oh, um, do you yeah. know who we should hire? Who? Oh, what's, what's the crazy guy? Ian Musk? He couldn't fight. Are you <laughs> kidding me? 
get his ass kicked by the first hobo. No, no, no. The, oh, the um, the crazy guy. Oh my god, why can't I think of his name? Adam Sandler. No, no, no. Like, older. Older, and he's totally crazy. Totally insane. Okay, we had to pause the recording to look it up. So... <laughs> can't breathe with that big Batman. Gary Busey is who we would have as Batman. He's still alive, right? Okay. Look at the picture. <laughs> you are the hero that Gotham needs right now. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not the one that it needs. It's the one it deserves. <laughs> Gotham slash Detroit deserves you, Gary Busey. Gary, if you're listening, we want you to be in the new Batman. That would be perfect. Yeah, forget Robert Pattinson. Gary Busey all the way. Yeah, fuck that guy. Him or Christopher Walken. I think he would be like reserved. No, he could be Robin. He'd be his like little sidekick because he's a little he's more reserved. Yo, I'm here to fight some crime. <laughs> this is gonna take a few years, so they probably both have canes, so it's gonna be like old school, you know? I'm gonna beat your ass. But you know, Gary Busey's still gonna be so insane. He'll still have like a gun on him. He'll still shoot people. <laughs> Instead of beating him like Batman, he's like yeah, and it's going to be the wrong people, too, so it's going to be amazing. Who would we get to be his enemies? No one! He's insane! He's just going to come up with enemies. Like an old lady with a with the cane, he's going to be like, THE OTHER CANE! He's going to go after her and take her out. <laughs> so, not only is he, like, our eccentric savior to Gotham City, but he's also the enemy to Gotham City. Yep. So he's going to be fighting against himself. Pretty much. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's Chris unlimited content. What would Christopher Walken do? Pretty much commentary. <laughs> He's going to do that amazing voice. Like, get over here! Uh -huh. <laughs> well, I can't around. do his voice. <laughs> I can't do anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Trying to think of a good, good line from him. All I can think of is cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> I need more cowbell. Uh, he would just say that Walken <laughs> Like, there's a robbery going on. He's his back. He has the cowbell. He's his backup guy. <laughs> okay, we're over an hour. So, okay. all right, that was uh, Civil War, the Union side, the short and boring one. Yes. We will be back with the much anticipated Confederate side later on. Bye, guys. See ya. See ya.